At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I want to talk about some things that God has put really strong on my heart regarding the days ahead and things that, we, that need to be shared and talked about and ministered. And um, when, you, when you declare the Word as a body as we have for 35 years, this is the 35th year that we've been here in Kerrville. And when you, when you put the Word out there for expectation and you develop a belief system in people's lives, <clears throat> there, comes a, there comes a day of reckoning and receiving. And we're living in that time in this body of believers, but the church is living in that time as a whole to those who have believed the Word of God. If you've not believed it, you can start believing it today, <laughs> right? And you can join in to all the glory. It doesn't, you don't have to wait for something because maybe it took somebody else to dig the tr- through the trenches and get through all the muck and the mire and get to a place where people can really receive, you can join in and jump in at any time. Can you say amen? Amen. But but we're in a time of of reckoning, of receiving, of seeing manifestations and things happen because of learning how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We've just come out of a pretty long series on the Holy Spirit and... and, um, and I kind of thought we were done with it, and we are to, to, from one perspective, but he gave me something else. And I, I'd seen this for a while, I'd thought about it at different times, but one day my wife and I were talking, and I thought, you know, I gotta, I gotta, we got to dig into this and, um, and really look at what the Bible says about bearing fruit, what the Bible says about us bearing fruit, about receiving the fruit that He says in His Word that we need to live and operate in. Can you say amen? So, we're going to, next Wednesday is our, our worship Wednesday, and after that we're going to start a series just on fruitfulness. That may be the title of it. By the time I get there, it may be something totally different. But that's what we're going to talk about, fruitfulness. But tonight I, I just want to kind of prepare you for it in reading a passage that we were in last year in our series on the Holy Spirit. And, um, and in this 2024, a year of unselfishness, I, I want you to see something that God's been speaking the last couple of days really clear to me about this. So I'm just going to read a number of passage, passages, and I want to make several points regarding this. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, and it says, but... The manifestation of the Spirit 
is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. We talked all about that through, uh, through the Spirit, word of wisdom through the Spirit. Another, a word of knowledge through the Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. There's nine of those. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. One and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit distributing to each one individually as He, capital H, wills. He, the Holy Spirit, wills these things to operate. We spent a couple of different Wednesday nights on this talking about these manifestations of the Spirit as a result of a life where you develop faith in God and trust in God. When you develop a life of faith and trust in God, these different manifestations are available for you and I to operate in because He needs us to operate in them to give things to other people. He needs us operating in those. But if you're not developing a life of faith and trust in God, and, and you're not, then those become, we've all, many people have talked about these as gifts because different translations talk about them as gifts, but that's not in the literal. These are manifestations of the Spirit. And, and, and in the gifting thing, and we talked about this last year, in, in the gifting thing, people got off on that and kind of got weird with it, like, you know, uh, Dale has one gift and Isabel has another gift, and they operate predominantly in those gifts, and they, and they just flow in those kind of things. And, and I don't see that in the Word. I see different fivefold ministry gifts like the ministry of a prophet operating very strongly in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge have to to operate prophetically in a correct way. But these are not gifts that we work up and make happen on a whim. They're as He wills. Can you say amen? And, and, and one of the things that I realized in all the years in the forty. Now, seven years that I've been saved, um, in all the years, at different times, I saw a lot of selfishness involved with people that saw these as gifts. I saw a lot of selfishness involved in that. But see, this year it's a year of unselfishness. And I, I want to show you something because we're going to look at the nine fruits of the Spirit in a moment, but I want to look at 1 Corinthians 13, that's 1 Corinthians 12, then we'll just turn over the next chapter, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1, and here is where it reveals what I just said. He says this, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I've become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could rem uh, remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. So operating in these, quote, gifts, which are actually manifestations, but we don't operate in the love of God, we're nothing. So watch 
what the love of God is, and then we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit. For it says this, then he says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The first part of verse 8, love never fails. Here we see the fruit of love. Notice, it didn't say that you or I operate in any of those things. It says that's the way love does. And if I learn what love is and how to operate in love, then I'll begin to see those things manifest in my life and, and, and you seeing it in your life. Can you say amen to that? So I want to look at two or three passages here, a few, few verses of Scripture. I want to look at these and... I want us to see something about the year and the time that we're living in right now. You realize how many people are waiting on you to be what these next verses of Scripture say that you and I are to be. There's no pressure to be this. And the the Scripture is very clear that there's no pressure, but this is a way of life of living in the kingdom of God. There's people outside those, the doors of this place down in our community right now. And actually anywhere and everywhere that you go that needs you to be in this place right here. And this is what the next series on Wednesday night that we're going to really break down and talk about. Because this is where the power is. This is where the power is lies. John 15, and I want to read verse 16 first, and then in a minute I'm going to come back and read from verse 1. But I'm going to read verse 16 first. John 15, 16. Jesus said this to his disciples. He's saying it to you and I. You didn't choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. You see where fruit bearing and authority go hand in hand? (laughs) Connected. Fruit bearing and authority go hand in hand. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this tonight because I'm going to come back to John 15, starting with verse 1 in a moment. But I want to look at Galatians 5 and verse 22 and 3. And it says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is... If you translate that next word, what is that word translated to? But what what do you translate that word love to? What is love? God. God is love, right? 
1 John chapter 4, God is love. But the fruit of the Spirit is God. (laughs) The fruit of the Spirit has to be the fruit of God. And we just read what love is, what God is. We just got through reading that. And tell me if you notice any of these nine as similar to what love is. So the fruit of the Spirit is God. So this is the fruit of God. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. What does that mean? There is no law. Yeah. (laughs) There's no limit to how much joy you can live in. There's no law. Oh, you've been too joyful today. Stop it. That's unscriptural. You've operated in too much self-control. That's ungodly. No. There's no law. You can be as peaceful as you allow God in you to be. Because see, back in 1 Corinthians 13, love, which is God, is kind. You can be as kind as you allow the kindness of God in you to flow out of you. That's a choice. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do any of these things. You don't have to pay attention to any of this. You don't have to think about and meditate because of what I've given you from God, that this is a year of unselfishness and learning how to develop an unselfish life, what that even looks like and what it even means. Anytime God tells me something, most of the time I'm not totally getting it, but by faith I receive it. And I allow the Holy Spirit to reveal what he really means to me. I'm telling you tonight that in the weeks ahead, as we break each one of these fruit down and look at each and every one of them and what they really mean and what they, what they have the potential to produce in our lives, it's, it's, it's literally off the charts what it will produce. As we choose to be these people that are fruit-bearing, not self-centered bearing. Not everything that has to do with me. I've noticed this. Like, you know, I mean, man, I mean, every day you've got something to be upset about. Every single day. Every day there's something. You ever notice, does it ever seem like, why are there so many irritating people around me? You ever thought that? Huh? Like, 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 yeah, you get this phone call and somebody's irritating, somebody sends you a letter, somebody here, what, what, what? what's all that about? Trying to get me to think about myself and how I'm being treated instead of how God wants me to live my life. Something deep, 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 deep here. And, and again, you know, 
everybody understands. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not reading to you in some foreign language. You understand each one of these words. But how does this really operate? And I feel like this passage here has always, this passage I'm going to read out of John chapter 15. I read verse 16, but I want to back up and read the first eight verses of John 15. And and as I go through that, I'm going to remind you of the other verses of Scripture because, you know, the word always fits like a puzzle, always. But I'm going to, I want to read this, and I want you to see the how-to in being a fruit-bearing, Jesus-like person. It's what a Christian is. It's like him. It's being like Jesus. A fruit-bearing person that operates like Jesus, this is how you get there. These first eight verses of John chapter 15, Jesus was telling his disciples, this is how you do it. This is how you bear much fruit. Uh, I'm going to remind you, go back and... uh, and look at the 16th verse. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You didn't choose me, he said. I chose you. So if he's talking to me, he's saying, Bert, you, I, I, I didn't, you, you didn't choose me, I chose you. But I chose you to bear my fruit. My fruit. So I chose you, even though when I chose you, you weren't bearing any of my fruit. But I chose you, and my expectation is that you bear my fruit. Verse 1 of John 15 begins to give us the insight in how to bear fruit. He said, I'm the true vine, my father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. So, I'm telling you, I'd rather be one that is being snipped than being one that's cut off and thrown away. Can you say amen? Right? He says, but those who are bearing fruit, he prunes them so they bear more fruit. Okay? So this next couple of verses illustrate to us what the pruning effect, how that has an effect to your and my life and how and what it actually does. You are already clean or pruned because of the word which I've spoken to you. Now, what I said in the beginning, I said that because I was going to make a point about this verse of Scripture right here. If you've been a part of this body for any period of time and you've stayed here and you've received the word that's preached and the word is ministered to you, 
then you're already clean and pruned. Because, because you wouldn't be sitting here on a Wednesday night listening to me and what I'm telling you if you weren't already pruned. But every time you hear the word, if you're open to receive it, it prunes you. You see the difference? Well, oh my gosh, am am I pruned or am I being cut off? When you understand it like that, there's no question. You know you're clean, you're pruned because of the word that you hear and that you receive. The word that Jesus ministered to them? He was that word. Where is that word now? (laughs) It's in us. It's here. It's in the pages, but it's in us, right? By the Holy Spirit, that word is in us because we've received it. And now, as I'm ministering it tonight, by the Holy Spirit, I'm ministering the word, and from the anointing of that word, it prunes you. It challenges you. It tells you something that you need to do. I'm not, I'm not just throwing stuff out there to you, you know, giving you something that sounds good for 2024. God said this year is a year where I need my people bearing fruit. And that means they can't be about themselves. He said, because of the word I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch, everybody say, I'm a branch. You're not a tree, you're not a trunk, you're not all that. Amen? You're a branch. Everybody say, I'm a branch. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. And see, if you try to do it by yourself, if you're not under the word, and remember, remember, People that irritate you that are not under the word, they're not pruned. And so if you're not pruned and being pruned and developing a pruning life, then you got some really rough edges and you're going to act that way. And God's saying for people that have been pruned, we can't just have been pruned. We have to be being pruned. Because if you're not being pruned, you can get ugly real quick. And you know what that ugly equals? Selfishness. You can get really ugly really quick when you're about you. God's looking for fruit-bearing Christians that are not about themselves. And, and I, you know, I, I'm, no, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I was going to say I'm sorry, but you're going to hear that a lot this year. No, you're going to hear that a lot. I mean, I, I can almost hear God saying, what did you say you're sorry for? I told you to say it. You're going to hear it a lot. Because when, when God's doing something, it's got to be talked about over and over and over again for us to get it down inside of us. Can you say amen to that? Ever since Sunday? And you'd think... As long as God's been speaking that to me before the first of the year, you'd think I would have been meditating on it 
every minute of every day, but all week, all this week since Sunday, it's hit me in a certain way. That's the way the Word does. doesn't mean that I, it wasn't affecting me, but it's affecting me to another level just because I'm preaching about it and I'm saying it and I'm speaking it weekly throughout, throughout each and every day. I'm speaking it over myself every day because God wants us to only be about Him and His will for our life. Only that. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So he's comparing you to a branch of a tree. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Notice it didn't say, you will bear much fruit. If you abide in me and I in you, you bear much fruit. So the word abide there is, is to make your abode, to make that your home. And the way, I, the way I've seen it, I've heard other people say it like this somewhat, but the way I see it for myself is when the word of God, because he is the living word, right? He said, when you abide in me and I abide in you, well, I have to choose for him to abide in me. He's there for me, but only if I choose him, if I receive him, right? And to make him home is to make him first place, where all the time I'm developing inside of me a revelation that the word of God is final authority that settles everything that I do. And a lot of times what happens is we let the Word settle some of the things we do, but not everything, because we want to handle that, okay? You go ahead and handle it and bear no fruit. You're created to bear fruit. So when you're not bearing fruit in your life, when you're not bearing fruit, you know it, and, and you're not nice because you're aggravated because you're not doing and operating the way you were created to operate. 2024, we've got to develop this to new heights and new levels. That doesn't mean that you're, I mean, everybody, if, if we just stopped the service and we started taking testimonies about, okay, Lee, tell me about a situation when somebody was unkind and you were kind. Everybody's got the stories and the testimonies of things like that, at least one, right? No, but everybody's got stories of those kind of things, right? Yeah, everybody does. But it's not enough. It's not enough for it to be something back here that you did once. It's got to be something that happens all the time. All the time. He said, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. 
If you're making the Word of God final authority to settle everything, that means every situation every day. So you have to work on developing within yourself a yielding and an awareness to the voice of the Spirit because the voice of the Spirit, I I did something today. I made a decision to do something today. And after I made the decision, I thought I'd heard. But after I made the decision, the Lord just said to me, that, that's not what I told you to do. I thought I, I thought I heard correctly. It wasn't like some big major deal. But I want to know the little things. I don't want to be off on the little things. Because you're off on the little things, why would you be on on the big things? You won't be. I want to be aware of every single thing that he's showing me. So he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So if I'm making the word final authority and I'm developing it, then I am bearing much fruit. Not I will, I am. That's what he said. Did you read that there? And that's that's actually correct in the literal translation. It's not someday. It's now. And the choice has to be on my behalf that every day I'm going to be aware of the fact that God said in this year I'm going to be challenged to live an unselfish life and not allow my life to be about me. It's a whole new place and a whole new level because God needs fruit being born. He needs it in a huge way in this life. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them, throw them in the fire, and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You know, I really don't, well, this is what I believe. You can believe what you want to about that passage there about being burned. But I really don't believe that Jesus was talking, and I've heard people preach it this way, but I, I don't believe Jesus was talking about that if you're not abiding in him and you're choosing not to, not allowing the word to be final authority, I don't really believe he was talking about you're going to be burned in hell. That word, that, that the wording there is destruction. When you choose not to abide in him, what you're choosing is a life of destruction. Destruction financially, mentally, in every area of your life, physically, in relationships, in everything. When, you choose, when you're choosing you and not abiding in him, not allowing the word to become final authority. Notice, he said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. Constantly in this passage, it's him and the word. It's him and the word because why? He is the word. And it's, it's almost like, like, you know, verily, verily, when he talks a lot, you know, verily, verily, if you didn't get it in case you didn't get it, I'm going to tell you again. And he's saying that all through this passage, me and the word, 
is what has to abide inside of you, and then you have to choose to make it final authority. And when you make it final authority in your life, you're a fruit-bearing child of the living God. I'm not going to be a fruit-bearer. I am one. He called me one. I take it. You know why? Because in the seed of the Word that I choose to do and put to work every day, in that seed is the power to produce fruit. And when it becomes revelation, because see, see, I play a part in that because the seed of that word will not produce fruit if I don't receive it, if I don't abide in it, if I don't spend time yielding and learning how to yield to what's right and learning how to shut my mouth, Right? We don't need to say everything about everything that's going on. You don't need to have an opinion about every person on planet Earth. The more quiet you are, the more you listening to Him and abiding in Him and His presence, the more profitable that you'll be in life. And that's what we're reading in this passage right here. I'll read that again. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, no, back up. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they're burned. And you know, you know, you know who I feel like the them are? I feel like the them are the people in the world used by the enemy. Want to see you destroyed and burned. The enemy has no mercy whatsoever. I've said this many times. The devil doesn't care whether you're saved or not. really doesn't care whether you go to heaven or hell. He just wants to disrupt your life here. And if he can keep you from abiding and allowing the word of God to be a part of your life and the word of God to be first place in your life and the word of God to be that, that you turn to in every situation is final authority that settles everything in your life. That's what he wants disrupted. He wants to make sure you don't live that type of a lifestyle. I'm telling you tonight, not only are we living that lifestyle, we're bearing fruit by choosing that lifestyle. Because see, it's not on me to make anything happen. Man, the quicker you learn that, the better off you are. It's not on me to make it happen. It's me, it's on me to abide. So in other words, he's given us this choice. You've got the ways of your past. You have the ways of the, the, the world and the system of the world and the thinking of the world. And then you have my way. Choose. Right? Choose. You and I are here to choose. I was created, even though my past didn't look like it, didn't look like I was operating any kind of wisdom or fruit or understanding or anything else. But that was his plan, as we read in here. His plan was for you and I to bear much fruit. That was his plan. And if that's his plan, then I'm fulfilling that plan in the earth. I'm a fruit-bearing child of God. Can you say amen to that? He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You see that authority again. 
You see, the authority that goes hand in hand, that's connected to bearing fruit. And actually, you can't bear fruit unless you abide, right? If you abide in me, my word abides in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. Look at the authority. Ask what you will, and it will be done because we're bearing fruit. Let's just be reminded of what that fruit is again. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness. And if you didn't get it through kindness, goodness. And if goodness wasn't enough, gentleness and faithfulness and controlling yourself. You were created to bear that kind of fruit. That's the nature of God. We were created in his image. We were created to bear this fruit every day of our life. We don't have to be the opposite. I'll just tell you right now. If the church of Jesus Christ in the earth was bearing this fruit all the time, the world would be one. And I've said this to you since the first of the year, since Riley was here, since we went out on the, in, into the businesses and in our evangelism connect that we're beginning, hundreds, minimum, hundreds of people are saved this year through the people of Gates of the City. I'm saying many people will be saved as a result of my life in the kingdom, already have, already has, already started this year. And more and more and more happening because of the revelation that God has given us about the importance of people not just knowing who God is, but praying the prayer of salvation so that they can begin the journey. Wow. Never has there been a time so perfect for a body of believers than this time at Gates of the City to evangelize our community and our state and our nation and the world. Everywhere you go, what you're going to learn and develop in your life in the days ahead here in this body concerning those kind of things, you're going to see people one everywhere, all over the world. All over the world. I've got an opportunity to see a whole building full of people make the confession here before long in about three weeks. A whole building full of people that, I don't know, probably a lot of them don't even know God or maybe, they, maybe they're churchgoers but they've never been born again. Have an opportunity, but I'm going to see many opportunities like that come my way this year you know, and beyond. People are coming into the kingdom. And we can't underestimate the power of the spoken word that people make when they accept Jesus as their Savior. Can you say amen? Right? We can't underestimate the power of that. But he said, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And then the last part of that, by this my Father is glorified, that you 
bear much fruit. If you didn't get everything else he said in the passage, and then in verse 16 that you would read, if you haven't gotten it yet, he says it again, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. I just declare tonight, I can't speak for you, I can speak for myself. I'm a disciple of Jesus, and I'm living my life to make the Father glorified and exalted by bearing love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and on and on and on. You can add every other attribute that describes the nature of God to those fruits of the Spirit. But in the passage here with the Apostle Paul, he gave nine of those. And we're going to look at those nine over the next few weeks and look at how important it is that we understand how to activate them in our life. Not just know about them. But how do you activate those? He gave us instructions in these first eight verses of John 15 in how to do that. But it's vital that we activate this in our life when we need it. We can seek after the gifts, quote, manifestations is what I call them in 1 Corinthians 12. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, Gifts of healings, gift of faith in operation, prophecy, tongues and interpretation of tongues, and on and on and on. We can operate in those things. They're as he wills, but so many people don't operate in those because they're not tapping the fruit. I'm just telling you now, as you're operating in the fruit, he can trust you, and you'll operate in the nine manifestations of the Spirit in supernatural ways. You'll have words of wisdom for people as He wills it. You'll have a word of knowledge for someone because He willed it, because He can trust you. He's not going to trust people that are just about themselves and just trying to, you know, manifest something in their own personal life because they want glory for themselves. No. John 15 said, Jesus said, when you're bearing fruit, you're giving glory to your Father. Amen? And that's what we want to do is we want to live our lives to glorify God, not anything about ourselves. You notice in life how people become very territorial in what they have or what they do. Um, People get, have the tendency to, you know, be all about what they're about and very jealous of other people that are good or successful in the areas that they're about. And I'm not saying you don't need to be good at what you do, but when you're when you're rejecting other people because you're so territorial and threatened by what other people do, 
it hinders you being able to receive what someone else has to make you better. And it hinders you in a good way from having something that helps complete someone else. That's why when you're abiding in him, and we're going to learn what all that looks like and how, how to operate in that, and his word abides in you, and you're bearing much fruit, <laughs> you're not threatened by anybody. Actually, you're, you're able to rejoice with people and for the good of people's lives. You want good for other people. And, and so much of the time, we all have something that can help someone else and, and when you see it in a way that it's, that, it's, that it's actually bringing advantage to another person instead of trying to threaten them or <clears throat> make them feel like you're threatened by them, when you're not and, and you're actually adding things into a person's life, it's amazing how you, could, you can have something that they're missing that makes them even that much better. And man, when you learn to live your life like that, you're looking for opportunities to sow seed into other people. You want to have something that's good for someone else. You want to be able to sow your life into other people. And if you look at those fruits, that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, you need to be kind to yourself. You know, you don't need to be beaten on yourself. But all those fruits are for to operate in you to others. All the fruit. Right? You're not being kind to yourself, you won't be kind to other people. So you need to see those operating in your life for yourself, but they weren't intended to be used on you, they were intended to flow through you. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.